0: I'm Wendy Bright-Fallon and I'm Debbie Peterson. You're listening to Nourish Noshes, stories about real people, real food, and real life. We're integrative health counselors on a quest to make the world a healthier place. So glad you've joined us. We are so excited to have Rob and RJ here at Nourish today to join us in a podcast about what you guys are doing with farming and getting your hands dirty. We met you at one of our library book talks and got so excited about you being local and very similar like minds. Welcome to Nourish. Our first farmers.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having
0: (laughs) us. Yeah. Where's the farm come from in your blood? Rob?
2: Yes. I don't know if it's really in our blood as much as it is in our actual dna as humans and just being totally related to nature just being a human we're first generational farmers so it's not really something that was in our family per se we were involved with a little small gardening our grandma always had a garden she was very health conscious from like the 50s and on you know she was always talking about health always concerned about what was in the food and what we were eating. So simple meals, very simple cooking. And I think that was some of the initial basis of how we were involved in health. And we knew from an early age that those things were always available, but it only took 18, 20 years for us to, from birth to to the point where we started to realize there's something wrong with our food system and something that was totally disconnected from how we eat as humans, but also how we are taking care of our planet and our health. RJ's story is pretty more involved with the health of how we got into it. So
1: I'll let RJ talk about, yeah, how we got fully into it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let us know. Yeah. I'd like to bring it back to growing up and how I was raised, I like to say on Sugar, cereal, and hot pockets, oh, and this is you yeah. know you know something so many that of us mm-hmm. our society is pushing on us through advertising and yeah. like these cool commercials and like what my mom would maybe serve us broccoli, chicken uh, for dinner, but then we'd go over our friend's house and yep. we'd see that they were eating pop tarts, or we'd see that they were having cheetos or something and and that's what we wanted, so that was my you know background in health or and nutrition was growing up and those decisions and those choices that my friends and family and myself made for me basically led me down a road to a very unhealthy situation in later on in life mm-hmm. that caught up to me in my later teen years and and eventually when i um decided to travel out of the country to go to South America with Rob. We went down and we had this wonderful experience of how connected the Ecuadorian people were with their food and how they had these huge markets with beautiful vegetables that they grew from the land without chemicals and pesticides. It was the first time I ever had whole milk before in my mm, life. I really? always oh, interesting. was served with my cereal skim milk or 2% milk. <laughs> oh. And then we got this like whole milk in a bag and that's like, wow. unpasteurized, That is yeah.
0: creamy.
3: The richest thing.
1: <laughs> That was the enjoyable part of that experience, and then also, you know, being introduced to different bacteria and different food, I went full in, I dove fully in and tried all these different things from all over the country, and I ended up coming back and having a mediocre parasite yeah. in my small intestine, mm. so that was really hard, and it was, I never wished that on it. Anybody. It was the most uncomfortable feeling. And the part that really got me really messed up was how I was treating the parasite, which was through three weeks of heavy antibiotics. And basically what happened was the antibiotics nuked my digestive system. They killed everything. All the good beneficial bacteria, including the parasites and maybe not even all the parasites. But it rocked me for a year and a half. I didn't feel like myself because I wasn't able to absorb the nutrients. I was eating healthy and knowing that that was going to help heal me. I just wasn't able to feel normal again, basically until I realized that I had to restore my gut, like my health, like my gut health. That's like the center of yeah. my health. So I got involved in the probiotic realm, of fermented foods, and I got involved with bone broths, healing herbs like such as marshmallow root tea, which is really gelatinous and like a coating for mm. your digestive system, and aloe vera was really helpful. But all these things combined, finally, maybe two years after that experience, I finally got involved. And how this ties into the farming was that I realized that there's a lot of people out there that have these digestive problems that were like me or maybe not as extreme, but aren't able to you know, process and absorb the nutrients. So it led us down this whole path. And that was kind of the beginning of our path of finding out why are so many people Don't have that vitality, that thrivingness in their health. Like what what's the missing connection? And Rob and I found farming and agriculture as the most basic connection that humans all humans have together is like sharing food. You go into a grocery store and picking out your food, there's aisles of chips and pretzels, and then there's a vegetable section where your fruits and all your whole foods are. And then realizing that. A whole foods diet that can regenerate us from the inside out and basically following the mantra of we are what we eat. Mm -hmm. And that was what led both of us to this whole idea of getting involved in agriculture and growing nutritionally dense food food that is nourishing for our bodies, for our community, and also environmentally impactful that's also helping combat all these environmental issues that were going on at this time and place and still going on now. You know, you said something that's
3: very interesting. You said that you felt like you weren't yourself. After you took the antibiotics and everything was gone and that you weren't yourself because so much of us is a microbiome. I mean, so much of our body is bacteria that if aliens came down and scanned us to find out what we were, we wouldn't come up as human. We would come up as bacteria. So Lots you, of bacteria. Re- <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's right. So you really weren't yourself because they were, had been killed off. Yes. And so you, you knew that intuitively and. It really was literally. I,
2: I, oh, sorry. I can attest to that as well. Seeing RJ um, yeah. as RJ's brother, the difference in the going to Ecuador and coming back and how it greatly impacted your health. And then also the emotional, physical, and spiritual state of mind that followed after wow. that. Wow. And I think one of the big parts when we were talking about bacteria That's another thing. It felt like when we went down to South America, we left the the sanitation bubble of America, where all these restrictions and all Mm -hmm. these laws of keeping things so clean and pristine, um, we jumped right into a world of bacteria.
0: Well, and I find it interesting, your experience was very, a radical experience, but so many of us are walking around in America with a similar experience to yours, but on a more subtle basis because they've been deteriorating, I'll call it, over time, and they don't even know what feeling good is anymore. And we get a lot of people in here talking about just not feeling quite right, like when they did when they were in their teens and early 20s, and now they're in their 40s or 50s, and it's just very interesting.
3: Years and years of their bacteria being killed off. Exactly. You know, through medication, through cleanliness, poor eating habits and everything like that. So you're, you you happened to overnight almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so Scarily. Was, yeah.
1: when I reflect on what happened through that whole process, I believe it was a combination of all the choices that I made up to that point. That's how I felt. I felt that if I may have taken more notice and care of the insides Like, so my brother and I, he went with me and didn't get sick, Mm -hmm. you know, and we might just be made up genetically differently Mm -hmm. too as well. He generally has a stronger stomach than I do from all our travels, but knowing that, looking back, it's like I can build up to this spot of really strong, healthy gut bacteria and balance in my system, and from there... I'm not going to have as much problems. I'm not going to have discomfort. I'm not going to have gas or bloating or all these small symptoms that most people experience regularly around here from eating crappy food. Just really poorly nutritional food right right
0: so you have been on this journey and you've come back to new jersey kind of come back to your roots so to speak <laughs> yeah. and you've invested in a farm in howell tell us a little bit about the space and what your future plans are for
2: them. yeah um i think going back to our second journey down to south america we were in peru and again, RJ got sick in a different way. It may have been altitude sickness. It usually ends up with RJ being sick, and I'm saying, hey, all right, I don't speak the language. And what happened was um, we were in Peru, and this was right before Hurricane Sandy. RJ, again, something happened, and this might have even been from the Newark airport. For whatever reason, RJ was, you know, not doing well. And the idea of, hey, South America has this already established. They have their food system down. Even though they're struggling with economical issues and all these other things that aren't related to f- food as much, um, food is good down there, mm-hmm. and they have it down. And we went out to uh, other parts of the US. We were in Indiana. I went to Europe for a little bit. I was in Italy and, like, learning all different food systems. It, well, actually, the main thing always came back to the fact. That New Jersey needs it again. It yeah. needs it badly. The garden state. Yeah, it's a garden state. And That's every right. time I would sit down and reflect of, hey, I'm far away from New Jersey. We have all this family there. There's a great population size. There's some really nice farmland when you look into it. Yeah. There's some old horse pastures that are, you know, we were very fortunate through our acquisition of land, be in Howell, which is very, very nice yep. it's a little town for agriculture and everything. Starting to realize like New Jersey needs it the most and everything geared towards New Jersey. So our mission to come back to New Jersey started only a couple of years ago, maybe two, three years when we came back. And we networked, actually ended up at a NOFA conference here in Brookdale. I don't know if you're familiar with Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we Tell were there.
0: our audience, though, please, what NOFA yeah. is.
2: Yeah. So NOFA is Northeast Organic Farmers Association. And going there and meeting all the like-minded individuals who are also involved in health and nutrition But gearing towards organic agriculture really allowed us to network with the right people. And we met some amazing people through NOFA. The projects that we're both on now, we met those people through NOFA or through extensions of NOFA. Obviously, hearing the talks and the conferences and speeches have really given us the enthusiasm and motivation to keep going with what we're doing and say, hey, it is possible. It is a feasible uh, career, but not only is it a feasible career, it could be a very lucrative and respected career to get into organic farming. And our mission here in New Jersey is to bring back that respect uh, to agriculture and local food in probably one of the most direct ways possible by growing it and having it here. I mean, there's a lot of people who are doing some great things to bring food in from like Hudson Valley and get, you know, there's a lot of yoga and meditation and people, the the holistic community is strong here. It's not a weak community. There's a few pieces of the puzzle, I think, that once they get together are going to create a beautiful masterpiece And, you know, we're pretty close. The people we start talking to end up knowing other people that we know, and we start to realize this is a pretty small community of people who are doing some good, healthy things, but it's a strong community. And um, through NOFA, we realize that the right people are there. And that's one of the few places I think we've ever been to. We walk in a a building of 400 people and every single person (laughs) is right on board with what you're doing. You know, a little differences and ideas, but everyone's kind of right there with that that energy. You that found goal, your
1: yeah. tribe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Great yeah. yeah. <laughs> right energy. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's right. For me, I think that agriculture is a foundation of civilization. It's a basic foundation. And when you improve the agriculture, you're elevating the whole society. And so that, to me, is the foundation of what we're trying to do on this property in Howell, is to grow a community around food health and well-being and elevate the society around us to inspire people to go on their own paths and do what is whatever they love. They don't have to be farmers, they don't have to be nutritional counselors, but find something that inspires you to elevate those around you and share that oneness, that love that is in everything experience. That, to me, in the simplest form is what we hope to bring to our community.
3: You brought to mind something that, for me, when I, I grew up here, but I moved away and came back um, in 2005. And at that time I had little kids and we were in Rhode Island and we would go to farms where we could pick our own stuff, apples Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I was healthy, but I wasn't on completely where I am now, obviously, especially about organic stuff. And when I moved here, I joined the holistic moms network and really got on board with everything and realized all these picking places that you bring kids to, none of them were organic. Mm -hmm. And here you are having little kids picking apples and strawberries and raspberries and they're eating them right there. And all I could think of is like, ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> poison. Yeah. And so to this day, my kids would say, how come we don't, we never go fruit picking and, and we can go. It's distance for us. I think mm-hmm. one of the places is in Jackson. Another place is down in Toms River, which for us is a hike. And so the more organic farms, the better. So you guys are just, you know, the more people we can get and we can get more picking farms for kids. Yes. That's the kind of stuff you know I'm looking for. And I know my kids are big now, but maybe my grandchildren will be able to <laughs> pick organic strawberries and raspberries.
1: That brought up an important point, which was about the organic and the chemicals and the pesticides and how we are growing our food through some of the wonderful and amazing holistic growers that we were able to meet. We feel so lucky and blessed to be around. We've Um, networked with some people that have really focused in on the nutritional quality of our food. And so this is important to me because I know that the quality of the food back of what, you know, maybe our grandparents were eating was so much higher than the quality of the food of what we're getting right now because of techniques like monocropping, which is big in the Midwest of only planting one Crop over and over, and inputting fertilizers, uh, chemical fertilizers, and having to spray herbicides and pesticides and all these things. But it's really taken a toll on our soil. And our soil is, our earth is the grounding, that's the foundation of everything. And inside the soil is, you know, the fungal networks. Uh, the micro rhizal root networks, the the bacteria and all these like millions that we have probably only maybe discovered or identified three to five sure. percent of sure. Yeah. And, gazillions actually yeah. Yeah. which is the same, which the soil the stuff that's in the soil is mirroring what's in our gut. And that's right. And so we have to focus as growers, our responsibility to the people is to make sure we are growing the most healthiest and nutritionally dense crops and giving that to people. So you might get an organic carrot and it might come from California or it might look all right in the grocery store and you buy it and then you taste it and it's like, mm, that's not that sweet. But you might go to uh, you know, your grandmother's garden or someone's garden that is taking care of their soil properly and pull a carrot out of the ground and you bite into it and it's like, wow, that is like the sweetest carrot. And there's a huge difference And what the difference is, I believe, is that there's certain nutrients, specifically trace minerals, that are present in the soil and that the plant is able to absorb because the plant has to absorb it just like we have to absorb it too from the soil. And that's what seems to be missing. So a step further even from organic food is finding out how we can uh, grow the most nutritionally dense food. Because going back to what we are, what we eat, is like we want to be putting the very best in our bodies Not only just like, yes, it's great to not have poison on our food, not to have pesticides and herbicides, but why not take it a step further and say like, how can we remineralize our soils? How can we get them back to a homeostasis of balance where they're taking care of themselves? The Rodale uh, Institute slogan is, you know, healthy soil, healthy plants, healthy people. And I'm standing behind that very strongly because I can tell the difference between a tomato that was shipped across country picked way too early mm-hmm. and one that's like sunshine ripe off the vine in mm. you know our garden and we want with wanna, a little dirt on it and it doesn't hurt yeah. a little dirt doesn't hurt yeah. and so that's i think is a, a main focus of what we're going to do on our project is to make sure that we are growing the most nutritionally dense food And there are ways to test for that. There are BRICS readings, which is light light spectrum reading, that you can get a refractometer, which is a light measurement, and focus it in on the plant sap, like either in the The sugar content. The sugar content. wow.
2: And a high, well, sorry to cut you off, but a high sugar
1: content is going to
2: say that the plant is metabolizing enough to create these complex sugars that are going to help defend itself from bugs. So, like an insect that comes and eats. To eat a plant that's very high in um, its sugar and fat content will have a very hard time digesting the plant material. Conventional agriculture, these monocrop plots, and all the chemicals we're putting down has been stripping our soil of the minerals. And that's the key aspect is the remineralization of soil. And I think that also goes to um, rewriting our palate and our taste buds and um, our sense of smell, sight, hearing, uh, the five senses pretty much all correlate to what we're intaking. To take it a step further aside from food, if you're sitting there and someone's berating you and telling you how bad of a person you are all the time and then someone comes by and says, oh, you're a good person, you're not going to believe them because you might be like, wait, something's different, but for so long I've heard. So it's the same thing with our food. You yeah, know, yeah. If you're eating this quality food that's so low and so malnourishing to our system, all of a sudden you introduce something of high quality, it's a shock. It's going to be – it's almost unbelievable. It might scare people away. Right. Um, some people are very hesitant to get into health because they've done something for so long that it's outside their comfort zone. When you start to taste these foods, you have to slowly introduce. You can't just jump right in yeah. full, full speed ahead from – one end of the spectrum of being very, very malnourished or undernourished to this high vibrancy of food. It's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight.
3: Your body's not really prepared for that. Yeah, it and doesn't I do really
2: know what to do with it yet. Exactly. Yeah, and we it's live a different language. Sure, and we live in a society of instant gratification, instant. You know, you can yeah. get on the internet and get anything you want in a minute. Uh, Amazon Prime will deliver to your house, whatever. Right. But health and nutrition doesn't work that way. Biologically, we don't work that way. Right. It takes a while to rewrite our coding. But the awesome, amazing, empowering part is that we can rewrite it. That's right. And to have people understand that, hey, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you speak to people about yoga and meditation and getting into all the holistic arts. You don't just walk in and become, you know, full blessed yogi master. Right. <laughs> it takes years and years of practice with anything. That's right. And there's no instant gratification. And if you are expecting that, it's going to be a rough road and you'll probably have some setbacks and you might fall harder than someone who takes it on a steady path. The important thing to know is that it is something we can change. And it is something that if we work to collectively together, that we could all support one another. And instead of competing and trying to say, I'm healthier than you, or seeing this competition aspect, we could be more complimentary, um, complimenting. <laughs> no, I love that
0: you brought that up because I think in, in some of these conversations we can feel or act like, or present ourselves as superior. And we want to be able to make sure that we're speaking to our audience in a very loving, beautiful way. We're all on the same path to wanting to feel good, wanting to show up well for each other in this Community. We don't want to put the shame and the ick and everything around it. We want to get out there with the education and that. Look what I found. Look what I learned. You yes. know let's share. share. Yeah, let's support. share this and knowledge. Yeah. And
1: it's more of like this is what we found and what works for us. How about you are open to it and try it out for yourself? If it doesn't work, you don't have to use it. Not everyone is. We're not all. Oh, cut from the same cookie cutter like we're not all the same thank goodness same thing. it's beautiful to be unique yeah. and individualized that's so so beautiful about this and we can hear some from many different experiences and perspectives and that's how mm-hmm. we learn yeah. unfortunately when it comes to the food quality in america specifically the bar is still pretty 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 low, well. yep. and that's what Agreed. we're hoping to change and like being be around is like let's raise that bar up a little bit to where we're you know now the norm is to consume healthy food and the other stuff is like still there may still be there always but that's not if you know if I have a child or if you're you're with your family members you want to give them what's best and what's going to make them feel the best and I think that is like a very important foundation for what we're trying to build this farm around and it incorporates many many things not just food and that's one of your pillars the connection yeah. and yes the community like around and like sharing a meal sitting down a lot of people don't share meals anymore they don't have you know maybe they get together for dinner with their family once but we're also pulled away with our devices and our our jobs and like our responsibilities and that sometimes it's nice to just take some time to sit down and enjoy a meal and even too with having people come out to the farm as A sense of like therapy yeah because that's what you know at Oasis where we work which is the therapeutic learning center that's what they focus on for these young autistic adults is to reconnect them not only with community but like the nature community the the bugs the butterflies the soil the the plants everything is all alive if you really hone in you can really hear some really amazing things from the wind the trees, the
2: plants. Uh, I think also when we were talking about community and things, um, one phrase that I always try to remind myself of is uh, community is a common unity. So we're uniting on something common that we could all share. And food at its simplest form is something that every human being on earth has to deal with at one point in their day, not even in their life. It's just in their daily life, uh, we have to eat. Going back to the community aspect, Building something around food and farming and uh, the table, the table itself, and like you know, having that community, but also being able to share ideas, opens up the doors for uh, many things to happen. Because if at some level you can't agree with someone, you can at least agree on the fact that we need good, healthy food. Right. That's something that's basic. It's kind of, we don't really need to speak about it anymore, I think. But I'm trying to reiterate this topic just for the fact that the community has to be built. It's not something that just is... You know, happens, we have to build it ourselves. Right. Um, and something that we hope to do with on our project is to host a potluck every other Sunday down on our farm, which isn't fully in the works yet. Um, to going back to talking about our farm, we just acquired the land. It's just a fallow land this year coming up. Uh, okay. We're going to start building some infrastructure, grow a small plot. But over time, we hope to make it a center, people coming to share their experiences, but also to live out a holistic life on site to share with others and wow. give, give that communal aspect, um, a home because it's nice to go and rent out a studio once yeah. in a while for you know a little meeting, but to have a place that's always doing it constantly is a blessing upon the community. Yeah. Because now there's a place where if someone is having a bad day, they know they could go and stop, or if they're really feeling malnourished because they kind of slipped on their diet for a few days, oh, I'll go to the farm and kind of regenerate yeah. my excitement of being it. a human. Yeah, um, that sounds and, wonderful. Yeah, so over at Oasis TLC in Middletown, Uh, which is very local here, they're doing a very similar thing. And when I walked into that building, uh, well, it's an old home that was built in the early 1800s, I walked in there and I felt the energy there. I knew that there were some good things going on. You could feel all the energy that went into producing their goods, all the empowered feelings that the staff members hold, the students start to rediscover nature, and also laughing and enjoying it and having that common unity of being able to do something together. I'm Steph Emmer, um, and I do vegetable management there and RJ came along. But when, when I walked on that property, you could feel that this has been going on and it's generated and it becomes a living entity in itself. Yes. The farm itself becomes a living entity. And as you walk into a property, you could feel the life force from it. It's not something that is fake. You, 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 can't, feel
0: purchase it. It. you no, can't purchase you, it. You can't no, purchase it. Have no, to you cultivate it. it right? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's cultivated, cultivated over time.
2: Mm-hmm. We have an opportunity to start fresh on a blank slate, yeah. and we have the opportunity to paint a picture of what we feel should represent you know the holistic and health community and agricultural community
3: so bringing together the community at your farm that's that's a great vision. I love the idea that you're going to do that because it's you can't do it alone, you have to community has to yeah. be involved, it right. has to be bought in and You got all the pieces, you have the farmers, you have the chefs, you have the nutrition Mm -hmm. counselors, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, everybody is a big part of this healthy lifestyle and wellness and we can't do it alone.
0: Anything else you guys want to share with us about your philosophy, Mm -hmm. life, what you want to share with the community?
1: The farmer's markets and the restaurants that deal with local growers, farm Mm to tables are the next step in our community, I, I believe, and uh, working with chefs that are inspired by that. Yep. you know. Um, having done farmers markets, some people are just not interested right away about like where how your food's grown. And yep. that's fine. That's cool. It's that's
3: But yeah. it is getting trendy and they might be into yeah. trends. Hey.
0: We're so happy you guys came yeah. in yeah. that we met that's and made conversation. That was you know, yeah. great. More like minded people. Yeah. We're happy to get your message out to the world to uh thank you. Pajoli Farms (laughs) and Howell, right? We're excited to see how things work out for you guys. We're
1: grateful to be meeting with you, Debbie and Wendy. So thank you. Hopefully we'll talk again.
0: Thanks, RJ and Rob. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Bright-Ballon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. Join us next time for more of Nourish Nauseous. Continue the conversation about real people, real food, and real results on our Facebook page, Nourish Cookbook.
3: Be well.